0: Now here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor.
1: Well, happy New Year, everybody! Here it is, 2024. Oh my God, I know. And uh, you know, I, I I guess I could say that I had a pretty good you know holiday off there. But my friend Carl Brower. Carl is an automotive industry analyst, and he's, he writes for, he's a contributor for Forbes. He's on uh, the juror and the board of the North American Car and Truck of the Year. He's an executive analyst for ICars.com. But right now, just checking out, he's calling in, he's checking out from the middle institution he had to stay at after trying to install something in his car. Carl, are you doing all right
2: over there? I'm, I'm still in one piece, I think, but, uh, I'm still assessing, I might not be in one piece, but I think so.
0: I
1: honestly, Carl just told me about, he tried, what is it if, if in a few words, what were you installing your Apple CarPlay and Android Auto and, uh, what is that CarPlay in a car that is maybe before it's time. So now you're 2012, 13, what year is your car?
2: It's a 2012 Porsche 911 Turbo S, yeah. Oh. and it has a great little interface display touchscreen, but it's long before CarPlay and right. Android Auto existed. So, by the way... And I found an aftermarket kit yeah. where I could install a circuit board inside of it, still use all the original hardware, and even switch back to all the original interfaces. Hold you could on. tell someone that it's not in there, yeah. and they wouldn't even know. It Boy, would have all the original stuff. Hold on. But hold I on. put in a board that gave me
1: it. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, he's out. I don't know how he got out, but he's out. I understand. Okay. Okay. The people with the white coats are coming after you again. You should not be out of that institution. You're crazy. What are you going <laughs> to yeah. admit? You, you did this This car. How many miles are on it, by the way? What's it got? Ten, twelve thousand 12,000
2: miles on it? Uh, no, now it's uh, just turned over 5,600. So it's like brand new.
1: <laughs> Here is a car that is... 20, no, uh, see, okay, so 2012, so it's uh, 12 years old now that we're in 2024, that has 5,000 original miles, it's a very, very rare machine, Porsche 911 Turbo, and he is working on it himself, this constitute insanity, okay, so if they knock on the door, you go and open the door and be nice and go back to the institution, you are not right in the head, Carl. You're not. The fact that you did this is insane because he had to take the whole, like the dash, all apart to do this.
2: Who does that? Not me. Yeah. Not me. It was nerve wracking. (laughs) It it was nerve wracking, Alan. I got to tell you. I mean, you know, the money I paid for this car. The oh. condition of the interior, you know, everything's leather. And then it's even got the exterior color matched ruby red yeah. center stack. And that's <laughs> the whole area I had to pull out. So it's like this beautifully painted interface that's oh. right around the, the touch screen and all the volume controls. Hold on, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. No, I'm talking to him on the radio right now. I don't think he's dangerous. All right. Okay. Bye. All right. Anyway, they're, <laughs> they're, uh, they're, coming, they're coming to the door here in just a moment, Carl. Um anyway, yeah, that's insanity. So I have a story I want to tell you on the other side. By the way, amazingly, he installed this thing successfully. And the only way I know that he got out of the institution is he posted something on social media. And uh, they've been looking <laughs> for him. And I, I fortunately, you're okay. You're going to be all right. They got a little jacket you can wear. It's a really nice one. But I got to tell you a story. I understand. I'm amazed that you were able to do this. That is lunacy. We were talking about this during the, well, before the show started here, and I said, this is exactly why you learn not to trust yourself on working on your own car, and you have a professional do it, because, you know, (laughs) you could have really destroyed that car.
2: But you know what? God's winking.
1: He's smiling at you today for some reason.
2: (laughs) yeah I, he was very honestly. generous to let me get that thing back together in one piece and like like you're saying about about a third of the way in i was like you know kind of had that whole uh oh what did i do kind of feeling but i said to carl i, I said you, you know what? i would
1: not do this i like my hair evidently carl doesn't care about his hair he pulls it out i'm not doing that all right when we come back i'm going to tell you my little version of this similar story that yeah, I, I, I even hired professionals. All right, it's the drive. Happy New Year. Carl's going to be okay. What's that? Yeah, he's still on the radio. Just
3: go get him. Get him. Get
0: him. Get him. Get him. Get him. My baby
3: cause the sun to shine. She must be a little bit Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash
0: all
1: right, welcome back, uh, Alan Taylor here. Carl Brower, icars There's an There's a study that they did that, that Carl is going to be talking about here in a minute, but I got I got to tell you my story why I laughed at Carl when he tried, well tried and successfully put in uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto and all that in his. 2012 uh, collector's car that is, I'm honestly I'm a little bit saddened that you even attempted that because you could have destroyed it Carl. Anyway (laughs) um, how I roll on the other hand is I was at a, well a recycler, a junkyard literally a place where you drop off old metal you know, uh, not cars old metal and I was there to drop off a bunch of old metal and um, I saw this tractor sitting off to the side. And I go, what's the story with that tractor over there? He goes, somebody dropped it off. Evidently, he's got a bad engine. And I, and I went over and looked at it just out of curiosity. It had good tires on it. It was a pretty good size old Case uh, 1394. Pretty good size tractor with a front-end loader. And I go, well, what do you got to have for that thing? And the guy goes, uh, I don't know. He's Whatever crush, the value of the, you know, the crush or the, the weight. I mean, I literally bought it like hamburger meat by the pound. So it cost me 2000 bucks. But this tractor, you know, it's like up and running is like a, I don't know, $12,000, 14000 tractor. So I, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to buy that thing. So I did. I bought it. I took it home. I got this 80-year-old guy that is a, an old tractor mechanic. One eye, curly mustache, you know, handlebar mustache. And he puts uh, black tape over his glasses on the side where he doesn't have an eyeball. I've never seen inside the uh, area there because he keeps it pretty colored. You know the glass has got tape over it. You can't really see in there. I want to see. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see the empty eye socket. Wow. Anyway, this is wow. the guy who's tells me he can fix anything, Carl. So this was a year ago. Well, he quit the other day. So he quits right in the middle of all this. Imagine if you were going to take the engine out of your Porsche that you had to take the car in half. The engine doesn't just come out. The engine is part of the frame on a tractor. So you actually have to take this, you know, what is it? I don't know, 28,000-pound tractor in half because the frame and the engine are all one piece. And so you have the back wheels and the cab sitting over there and the front wheels and the radiator. And then in the center of the frame is this thing that is part of the frame that is called the engine. So we take it all apart, and you know, I take it down, and I have the engine rebuilt. I thought I'm not going to take any chances. I know I got to have a professional rebuild this diesel engine. Rebuilt it, not a big deal. That took I don't know three months. <laughs> Get it back. Okay, here's the engine. Let's put this baby back together. So now we're like six months into this thing, and um, they got it running. I was like, Hey, it runs! And then, of course, put it in gear. <laughs> Uh-oh, something's wrong. You got to take it back apart because it's the clutch oh, isn't God. working, so you have to take the entire machine back in half, right? Which is no easy job. It's a good thing I have other tractors to pull these things apart. So we pull it back apart. Oh, we put in the clutch backwards, which evidently you can do. So, uh, yeah, this is like, this is the worst story. It's like all of your story about putting your Apple CarPlay in reminded me of You know, like taking a human being in half, you know, just to to get to the gallbladder. I don't know. So, anyway, put it back together. Still doesn't work. Evidently, there's some shims that were forgotten to be put in. And the guy quits. My 80-year-old one-eyed mechanic quits right in the middle of it because his wife has got her dementia too bad. So, I get it. But now I got to take the tractor in half again without the guy who's done it twice already. So, this is why I am a... (laughs) I am a, a big guy for now. Let the professionals do it.
2: Because <laughs> now I got Man, a, I mean, a mess. That, that feeling, you know, like I told you, when I got my thing partially installed the first time and I fire up the car and the entire unit is dead. Yeah. Nothing. There's yeah. no sound. There's yeah. nothing on the on the screen and all. And I'm just like, okay, I just changed like seven things inside here. A board, a bunch of ribbon cables on the board, all these other things. Which element is causing this problem? I have no idea. And <laughs> right. to find out, I have to pull the entire thing back apart again. Now, it's not a tractor with a stressed <laughs> member uh, engine. It's a stressed <laughs> member of the frame, right. as you're describing. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, every time you have to open up that center stack you know, infotainment system and all, It's like a, I don't know, it's like a Chinese torture puzzle, you know, with like your fingers, you know, where you only can, if you have to move just right or your fingers are stuck in it. The way this thing comes apart and goes together, you've got to get the front screen thing locked in with the two halves of the center part that come together and they all have to kind of come together simultaneously. You don't just like... Do a couple screws and pull it apart. There's a whole like manual like timing thing as you pull it all together. So, so every time I had to pull it apart, it was this huge puzzle thing to get it back apart and then back together.
1: What we're doing is um, airing of grievances for fixing cars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh. and cars and tractors are mechanical things. Anyway, Carl Brower's joining us executive analyst iccars.com and there's a new study he's going to talk about next i feel better i got that off my chest we'll be right back stay with us this message comes to you from our sponsor subaru featuring the 2024 subaru forester wilderness equipped with 9.2 inches of ground clearance all-terrain capability standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com Wilderness.
0: alan taylor
1: well our show is brought to you in part by subaru uh go where love takes you subaru thanks to subaru for sponsoring the show carl brower is joining us he is an executive analyst for iccars.com and now a porsche uh, infotainment system expert (laughs)
2: Um, reluctant a reluctant expert i am by the way i am an expert on them now i could tell you like all about those things which board does what which ribbon cable does what how to get them apart and put together i'm sadly an expert more so than i ever wanted to be
1: yeah well i'm an expert on not hiring the one-eyed handlebar mustache old mechanic that says sure i know how to do that because maybe he doesn't know everything he says he knows but nice guy and everything I'm just, uh, you know, about to pull that thing apart again with a new mechanic. This time he's 27 years old and says, I don't know how to do it, but we're going to do it one step at a time, according to YouTube. And I'm like, hey, there's a guy with a brain. <laughs> anyway, and you you even said that you had that one clip and you went on some forum and the one clip that you broke a little piece of it off. And it's like, you weren't the only one. Evidently, it's like some of these oh, yeah. things you break when you're
2: taking them apart
1: because there's... Yeah. In, unless you made it? And there was it? multiple
2: guys on there. Yeah. And they're same, just like, yeah. I don't know how you get these. I've checked. There's no way to get another one at all. <laughs> right. And I was able to like basically make the set slightly broken clips still work and get the job done. But yeah. it was just like, oh, well, okay, this is not, I'm not the first, and I'm sure it's quite common.
1: Well, you and I are both gluttons for punishment. Hence yeah. the reason why we have real day jobs, uh, like yours with <laughs> uh, executive <laughs> analyst for icars.com. Talk about this study now, the latest icars Cars study showing an increase of non-tesla electric vehicles new and used car dealers over a three-year period and an explosion in non-tesla ev market share so it's because well tesla for a while kind of was the only guy on the block really and now there's a lot of choices but go ahead what's this study about
2: well, it's like you just said. It's inevitable. When you're the only game in town and then suddenly there's five, six, ten more games in town, are you going to probably lose a bit of market share when you were the only game in town? A little bit. So not surprisingly, Tesla's market share has fallen dramatically in the last three years. But we looked, at, wanted to know, okay, how much has things really changed? And what we saw was that, for instance, three years ago, take Tesla dealers off the table for a second here. How many non-Tesla car dealers, new car dealers, sold electric vehicles three years ago? 16.5% how many non-Tesla new car dealers sell electric vehicles today? 55.1%. That's over a three times, like a 330% rise in just how many dealers out there sell an EV. Again, not surprising because three years ago, I don't think there was a BMW or Audi pure EV, among others, Mercedes. You know, there's like 10 companies, even Kia and Hyundai barely had anything. But now you have a whole lot more choices and a lot more brands that are playing the game. So
1: here's a funny little factoid though, along the way, even though Elon Musk, Tesla has lost market share, his company is not doing as well as it was Tesla. What else was there? The X, which was Twitter has lost, you know, some market share and what have you. The guy's, Net value. He, he is back again in the place of being the richest man in the world. And I'm talking billions of dollars higher this year, or well, I should say 23 over 22, I guess. Billions of dollars. Well, he finished the year, and, I, and I, got, I think it was like $72 billion. That's a lot of dang money, and I have to think that it may have been SpaceX and and or maybe the boring machine, the, the what do they call that thing, a tunnel-making machine or whatever the heck or whatever else he's invested in. The guy is smart somehow. I don't know where he's getting all this from with his companies that are, you know, he doesn't put all his eggs in one basket, I guess we could say, huh?
2: No, if, if there's one thing any investor and fidelity uh, or financial guidance person will tell you is... Uh, don't put your eggs in one basket, and uh, he certainly has diversified and like you just said, it's shocking how well he's done you know i'd would love to have the uh, shot percentage if that's the term you want to use that he's got in terms of picking bad versus good areas to put your money in Right? So, uh, he doesn't oh he doesn't shoot a hundred percent, but he shoots a lot higher than most people picking stocks I'll well what's that.
1: what's the name of that company Futura or something like that what what is that remind me? help me remember this one the electric car company that has been literally going in the tubes. I think their stock was like 26 cents and they got a letter. Faraday. Faraday, Faraday future. Day future. That's what it was. Yes. Their yeah. stock was so low that they got a letter from the, um, you know, the publicly traded on the, the NASDAQ or whatever saying, you have to get it back up to a dollar, at least a dollar a share. I don't know I don't how can they continue this what's the company that makes the truck look at my brain fortunately my brain does Rivian, not work Rivian, thank you and I have Carl Rivian to replace my brain he is pinky in the brain Carl's the brain I'm just pinky anyway that company supposedly loses like 30 grand a
2: car to sell
1: their yep. vehicles
2: how can this be yep. sustainable at all Carl Well it it isn't sustainable you know and and uh, you know I think if there's anything that's kind of twisted, it's that Tesla, after about 15 years, truthfully, finally became so successful that a lot of, oh, well, we're going to be the next Tesla. We're going to be the next Tesla. It's like, no. Have you ever heard the term fluke? Have you ever heard the term one in a million? Okay. <laughs> all these he other guys. The yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. And, was, and all these other was, guys, they're trying. He, they're just not going to do it, you know? And But, you know, you t- we were talking about market share and the new EV market share that is uh, non- tesla was half a percent and now it's now it's like sorry yeah half a percent of all vehicle all new market share half a percent was was a non-tesla EV all right hold it hold it give,
1: give me the stats on the other side uh carl brower's okay. here don't go anywhere this is getting interesting
3: attention business owners three thousand and seventy six businesses are shutting their doors Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
0: Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor.
1: If you're just joining us, uh, airing of grievances today, Carl Brower and myself talking about uh, our latest nightmares of working on uh, mechanized things, whether it be a tractor or a car or anything. It's... uh, Yes, it'll make you pull your hair out. I told Carl, I said I uh, I don't know how you do this stuff. It actually Carl Brouwer, it impressed me when I saw that you did that knowing I've been under those dashes and I've taken those things apart and it's just it's not for the normal human being. You are superhuman. You started talking about the study that I I so rudely interjected all kinds of other questions, but you guys have a study on uh, the increase of non-Tesla electric vehicles and used car dealers over the last three years, and you started talking about something about a half a percent or something. Can you pick it up and make something out of that, or did I just screw you up completely?
2: <laughs> no, nah, you totally screwed me up, believe me. but I can still make it all better. Pick so it up okay. Carl. You can no, do it. No, uh, <laughs> if I can get Alan, if I can get that Porsche infotainment exactly. system back together with the right circuit board, I can fix this. That's too fast. Um, you know you've got new car market share and people are talking about you know well electric vehicles first they were almost no market share and then they were around five percent now you know it depends on which stat you're looking at at which given moment but they're somewhere around eight to ten percent total market share for evs right now well three years ago of all the new car market share evs that were not teslas was half a percent so in other words there was a certain amount of electric vehicles in this country Almost all of them are Teslas. Half a percent of new car market share was electric vehicle non-Teslas. Then it went to 1% in 21, 2.3% in 22, and 4.7. It has doubled or more every year since Mm -hmm. 2020. Non-Tesla electric vehicle market share. So now we're at 4.7%, which is about half. That's half. If electric vehicle market share, let's just say it's at 9% right now, 4.7 of those is uh, non-Teslas. That means he's got about half of the E V market share now, and he had all of it, or pretty much all of it, until five, six years ago. I mean, there was the Leaf out there and there was the Bolt. Those had some some share too, but it was mostly Teslas.
1: Yeah, but those so, those again, those vehicles though, the Leaf, the Bolt, those were like really super duper entry level. Yeah. They they made no statement really hardly at all. It's like a wannabe Tesla. Yeah. The Tesla, you were, it was a statement. You were making a statement to the world by owning one, which I think was part of the cachet of the brand.
2: It was, they were well, so, Well, it's you know. funny, it's funny you say that, Alan, because, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know what it's like in your neck of the woods, but uh, down here in South Orange County, I've got to tell you, I've always joked about never wanting to, own and drive a car that I'm going to see every 10 minutes when I'm out. Like that's literally one of my (laughs) biggest rules. No, I just, I, I do not want to drive a car that I have to stare at every 10, every five, every three minutes while I'm not driving. Well, I can't go. I'm not exaggerating here. If I am on the roads here and I'm past my little street here and I'm actually on any of the major roads in South Orange County, I can't go 30 seconds, 20 seconds without seeing a Tesla. If there's a group of cars, one or more of them will be a Tesla down here. They are everywhere. And now I look at them and I think, there's plenty of reasons why I probably wouldn't ever own a Tesla, but now I've got my longest standing one that has nothing to do with politics or energy or saving the planet. I could not drive a Tesla. The white Teslas... It's funny. There was someone posted on social media recently. It was know, somewhere in California. White. There was an accident with three cars. They were all white Teslas. Three oh. cars were involved in an accident, and they were all white Teslas.
0: Oh, what a mess!
1: It's yes. like it's like a, a sea of sameness with all those cars.
2: Yes, you know, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's like you know these cars don't have a lot of personality, anyways, in my yeah. mind. And now that's all that I see out there. It's oh, like it's whoa. so
1: funny. So uh, as far as you know, this whole strange thing that has been happening, I still am of the belief that in 2025, perhaps early January sometime when a new president is chosen, that this will begin to change because a lot of these mandates will be immediately reversed. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I would agree with you, except I think you're putting too much, you're giving it too much time, Alan. There's, oh, really? A, it's already happening. Yeah. There's been an attitudinal shift in the last, like, three to six months. That's yeah. very obvious. I've been watching and that. That's ev- why, you know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, everyone is starting to question the whole narrative. The whole, are these things really better for the planet? Do they really make sense? And whether you want to talk about cutting shifts for Ford F-150 Lightning production yeah. or the numbers I'm seeing on days on market, how long it takes to sell a car once it lands at the dealership, before it leaves the dealership with the final owner and how long it's been straight. We did a study and we've already talked in one of our previous shows recently about how they're not selling at the volume they used to sell and they're not selling at the speed they used to sell electric vehicles. It's start, they're starting to stack up at dealers. So the bottom line is even before a next president changes legal ramifications, there's been a cultural at least a pause, a second analysis going on. A little bit of a, wait a second here, question by a lot of people out there.
1: Well, it's funny. I, I happened to be behind a brand new Ford pickup the other day. And as I came up behind it, I noticed he had his emergency flasher lights on. And the new Ford pickups have newer style taillights and what have you. So this is obviously brand new. And the license plate was not a license plate. It was a paper plate for the dealership. And I thought, I wonder why this guy's got his lights on, you know, uh, you know, emergency lights flashing. And, and we were at a stop sign. I was sitting behind him, and I go, you know, all of a sudden it occurred to me, oh, that's a Ford Lightning. That's a Ford Lightning mm-hmm. pickup, all electric. So I, I thought, huh, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe I should tell him his, his flashers are on. So I decided to change lanes and pull up next to him. I looked at him, and the guy gave me a thumbs up. And I kind of, you know, pointed his truck like, your lights are on. And he shook his head, I know. And we're having this little exchange. And I thought, these car companies are not having a good time with trying to keep up with the, the, um, uh, what's his name? Musks, if you know what I'm saying. And I see that your next story, by the way, uh, GM uh, is having another hiccup with their electric vehicles. We'll talk about that in a minute. So this story, by the way, as I go into commercial break here. This story from Carl Brouwer and iccars.com is available at iccars.com. It's a study showing the increase of non-Tesla electric vehicles. So you guys head over to iccars.com if you want to see that. And in the meantime, when we come back, we'll find out what hiccup General Motors is having. But I thought to myself wow and I kind of like the lightning and then I saw that you can buy them now for like 3.9 percent interest when everywhere else the interest rates are eight and nine percent whatever the heck they are they're really starting to push and my my one of my kids says dad they're gonna have zero interest to try and get rid of those and people probably still won't buy them oh no he's 27 years old he's not supposed to think like that
0: <laughs> I believe
1: that the uh, auto industry is about to take a big step backwards and say, you know what, maybe while we're scratching our scabby heads, we should just admit that we probably went a little too fast into this electric car marketplace. Carl Brower's joining us. Evidently, yet another General Motors electric vehicle hiccup. I've heard all kinds of stuff about the new Blazer, Chevrolet Blazer EV. Does it have anything to do with that, Carl? I'm just curious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a
2: lot of news, a lot of buzz. And I'm not laughing. uh,
1: I'm not laughing at General Motors. I'm just laughing. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm not, really. But go ahead.
2: Uh, Yeah, there's been a lot of buzz around the EV from uh, gm the newest one their blazer ev this is a low cost relatively low cost electric vehicle suv it should land right in the heart of what sells well we know that the model y the smallest suv from tesla is one of the best-selling evs out there and, and is doing quite well okay but wait wait so wait wait
1: wait, wait 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 what is a stop sale and why would you have to do that oh did I jump the gun on that? I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, Carl.
2: <laughs> yeah. What is a <laughs> there's, there's a stop, There's a long list of problems now with this Blazer EV that just came out. I mean, it just hit the market recently. And First Edmonds, my old uh, alma mater of yeah. where I worked for 13 years and still know a lot of the guys over there and, and get along with them well, they had a long-term one and problem after problem after problem, like serious problems where they couldn't get the thing to even run 23 different issues in less than two months. And that was followed up by, I think it was it electric. It was one of the other all EV places it had a week long loan and it ended after 28 hours because <laughs> the car was at the side of the road and it wouldn't oh, run and it wouldn't start. God. So, so they, now they, there's they a stop it, sale. Yeah. As you noted, yeah. <laughs> they've officially stopped selling them because of software issues that they've got to fix on this vehicle
1: so sad it really is sad it's sad it almost seems like sabotage you know this is general motors and ford motor company for christ's sake you know what i mean these guys know what they're doing what is going on it just seems like sabotage and then of course you know there was the big strike from the uaw i don't think they like those electric cars very much what do you think carl yeah. <laughs> the, the, the no, UAW. it's not
2: good.
0: <laughs> Don't know.
2: forget that a GM initially said the starting prices on this car would be around forty-five thousand dollars, but the RS all-wheel drive version starts at sixty, and the two LT all-wheel drive version starts at fifty-six seven fifteen. And I think those are the only two that they've been making so far. So, um, yeah not good
1: so what happens is when you lose consumer confidence game over yeah so
2: and and this is not a one-time deal if you were to look right now again i don't want to pick on gm i just want to state the facts unfortunately if i do that it's going to sound like i'm picking on gm they have been producing a little bit you know they've been stepping into the uh ev world a little bit here and there for like three years now and nothing has been of a high volume, okay? I mean, the Hummer EV is kind of ridiculous on so many levels, including its price. So maybe it's okay that they're hardly making any of those, but the Cadillac Lyric, now they've delayed the Silverado, and now comes the Blazer. And remember, the, this is one of the companies that's been telling us for a couple of years, we're all in, we're all in on EVs. We've got an Ultium battery plant, an Ultium battery technology, and we're yeah. joining with Honda to produce these things. This is it. We're all in on these things. Cadillac's going to be 100% EV brand soon, da-da-da. And every time they've launched an EV, I would have to conservatively say it hasn't gone well, would be the nicest way to say it for every EV they've launched so far.
1: I I think it's that way for all the automakers. I think they're all struggling, thinking, here's what I hear. If you and I were working at an auto manufacturer, and we were executives, top executives, because we both look like top executives. Might as well be top executives. We, we, say to, we look at each other, and we're, we're looking at the spreadsheet going, I go, Carl, dude, this is not sustainable. What the hell? And you'd go, I know, but it's mandated. We either do this or we have major problems. We've got to do it even if we lose money. That sounds like insanity, if you ask me. And I think there's got to be major pushback. Now, they did it, and they offered it to us, the consumers, and they offered it with a smile and a pretty paint job and some beautiful body designs. And we even bought a few of them. And then there's nothing but trouble. And so everybody in the whole bloody world is going, no, they're holding their fingers in the shape of a cross when an EV comes out. They're like, not another one of those damn things. We lose money on them. They leave people stranded. We don't want them. Give me a nice internal combustion, gasoline or diesel hybrid. Give me something, but stop trying to shove these damn things down my throat. All right. I just ranted. I am sorry. I'm not sorry. That's how I feel. Carl, when we come back... Oh, I'm going to be so yelled at by the auto manufacturers and just don't care. Uh, there's um, CES coming up, the Consumer Electronics Show, which I'll be there. Are you going to go?
2: I'm not going to go oh! either this year. Well, you
1: um, send me as your
2: representative. I'll
1: go make some some noise over there on your behalf. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you've got you some news. You bring back all it. the news. Okay. We'll talk about it. All right. Be right back. It's The Drive. Stay with us.
3: Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash (laughs) book.
0: Welcome back to the drive. Now here's automotive expert, television and radio host Alan Taylor.
1: I gotta tell you, I I honestly love doing this show. Not because of the show, because I'm 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 worn out by the show after 32 years. But it is the people that I get to have on the show, like my friend Carl Brower here. Uh, executive analyst for iccars.com, amongst other things on the board and juror for the North American Car and Truck of the Year how does he even do this how does he able to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth the way he does you know what because he's an honest man and that's what i love about you carl happy new year and i just wanted to say that out loud and i if I, if i could have your baby i would i think i, I, I guess <laughs> i don't know
5: <laughs> i'm sorry well let's, let <laughs> Let's hope but, to wait, wait
1: a
2: minute. This, this is a year we can do this, actually. My wife wouldn't really <laughs> like it that much. going <laughs> to don't hold yourself back, Alan. Anything's possible in 2024. But, I know. but no, I want this year to be the year uh... of honesty. That would be my, if I could have a wish, 2024 would be the year of honesty and transparency and reality. Yep. And uh, that doesn't mean it's all good. There's going to be some ugliness that I think we're going to learn in 2024. Oh, look right here. That's what we all need.
1: Speaking of ugliness, yeah. I just, there's a perfectly good used uterus on eBay right now. <laughs> I'm going to check into that. Right, anyway, I'm just playing. All right, so I'm going to Las Vegas. The consumer right. electronics show is coming up. What should I be looking for?
2: Well, what I want to first tell you is what you're going to have to look really far and wide for because you're going to have trouble finding it. Mm. And I'm just you know, what I'm going to do cuz I like to give credit where credit is due and this is a great opening from an automotive news article that was just released by Hannah Lutz at Automotive. I'm just going to read you the first three sentences. Electric vehicles and charging news made a splash at the 2023 CES show but their presence this year mirrors what's going on in the automotive market, a growth slowdown. Ooh. At the 2024 CES, EV announcements are expected to slow to a trickle. Oh. Now, it's a great article. There's a whole list of the details that's going on and, and how what's not going on in the EV uh, yeah. announcement world of CES this year compared to previous years, but I just feel like Again, what we were just talking about, what we're all sensing, what we're seeing around us, what I'm seeing in the data from the new and used car market at IC Cars, it all points to the same thing. And now mm-hmm. comes CES, just a little more confirmation as if we uh, didn't need it. So, yeah, there's just not as much uh going on another sentence in here it was the show for EVs that doesn't appear to be it this year that mm. Nathan Neese Associate Director of Electrification at Boston Consulting
1: Group Ooh, well you know I'm going to buy a new TV anyway and a ping pong machine because I, I don't have anybody to play <laughs> ping pong with except I'm going to have to buy a big machine they, they've been really getting good you can buy robots for everything
2: I was going to say, there's got to be an AI solution to one person ping pong because there's an AI solution to everything else, as you and I know, because that's all we hear these
1: days. I know, I know. Artificial intelligence. What a strange, strange thing that is. The best part about artificial intelligence is, first of all, let me just be philosophical for a moment. And you know, I never do that on this show. God gives you something that is called intelligence. And then we human beings, we want to create something that is intelligent on its own, but it can't be intelligent on its own until you teach it or input data. And where we are in the, in the history of this world now is that they have put enough data in computers that they are beginning to self-learn. And we have always been warned all through our young youth of going to school that artificial intelligence, remember the movies that we would watch about how computers went crazy and kind of turned on man? Well, that's now beginning to yep. happen, and um, yep. <laughs> it's kind of scary. So, you know, I'm just thankful for the very, very small thimble of intelligence that God gave me, and um, I'm going into 2024 like I'm on a mission from God, and I'm just, that's what I said when I started this segment, what I love about you and Lauren Fix and George and any of the guys that we have on this show, guys and gals both, uh, BJ, you folks, and me, We have a strong desire to use our God-given intelligence to be honest, because this world anymore is not a very honest place, sadly. So I want to thank you and commend you for your honesty and your courage to use that honesty and that probably full, maybe a full cup full of intelligence that God gave you. I feel slighted. I will tell you that.
2: Very, very (laughs) jealous of how smart you are. (laughs) I sincerely believe, Alan, that it's like so many elements of life, the shortcut pathway seems like the easy quick path to success and it usually you know it comes back on you and you usually find out that wow, the long taking the long, harder uh, uh, you know more more purposeful route, more prudent route wouldn't have been as easy, but it would have had a much longer lasting effect. And I think it's you can you can throw uh, popular uh, c- concepts or, con- or comments around and be considered one of the cool gang whenever the cool gang is being defined at any given moment. But that definition constantly changes, and what eventually you realize is, no, you know who the real cool gang is? The people who don't care about being in the cool gang. That's right. That's the cool gang.
1: That's right. (laughs) ICCars.com, I'm sure they're very proud to have this executive analyst on their team. Carl, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back with more. Happy New Year, Alan. Yep, you too. Stay with us, everybody. The again. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru. Featuring the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. Equipped with 9.2 inches of ground clearance, all-terrain capability, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and a design that's bold and protective at the same time, the Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com Wilderness.
0: This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host alan taylor happy new year
1: yes a brand new year i'm alan taylor and bj colleen is joining us automotive journalist extraordinaire bj do you if i come and visit you in las vegas for the consumer Electronics show do you have any good leftovers or did you mooch on somebody else this last holiday
6: I'm mooch. Sorry. Oh, no leftovers. Yeah. I, I'm back to vegetables, so you're going to starve to death here. That's all oh, i Oh, gosh. You know,
1: <laughs> I'll tell you the best thing about the holidays and all the food and everything is all the leftovers. Yeah. I don't know if you saw online, we did pizza night. I made a bunch of pizzas. And um, so I, <laughs> I got to tell you, what do you do with, hold on, how do I say this? Constipation, okay? Too much dough vegetables
6: vegetables
1: vegetables and fiber metamucil (laughs) yeah salad greens you
6: know what those things are
1: i have been eating really good until the holidays came then somebody gave me some fudge well okay i took a whole bunch of fudge uh (laughs) somebody gave me cookies and pies and you know we got a, a half a pecan pie in the fridge in there it's just me and my wife if i ate that i'd go into a sugar coma you know but you will. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So when you, know, when you know why I'm not here for a couple of days, some relaxing... I know. Uh,
6: you don't like to waste the food. Hospital. I love
1: that. No, I don't. I don't. I My job is to I go know. into the refrigerator, find the bad stuff, and eat it. Or make something <laughs> out of it that might make my kids eat it when they come over and they don't know. Hey, you want to hear a good story before we get going?
6: Always. Well, so...
1: Here at this plaza where our studio is, there's a big garbage room and there's a big dumpster in there. Who was dumpster diving on New Year's Day? Not you. Well, you know what it is? All of the Christmas wrappings and things were just too much for our little trash can to put out to the street. So I thought, I'll bring it over to the plaza and throw it in the big dumpster. So I opened the lid and there's nothing in there but this giant box Of expired food from this little, we have a a store that specializes in uh, Mexican food. And it's all the stuff that you want to buy from Mexico, but can't find it anywhere. Well, they've got it all. What they did was for the new year, they went through and they found anything that had, you know, sell by date expired and they heaved it into the dumpster. And I'm like, what the living hell? So, uh, because legally, that's what they're supposed to. Do. Yes, but it doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, canned foods. Oh, no, I, uh, I I
6: let the pickled pigs really, feed. Did you really go in and dig it out? Well, let me tell you,
1: I was <laughs> dressed up pretty nice, and I didn't care. I crawled right inside of that dumpster, and uh, I'm going through stuff, and I'm putting all kinds of stuff out, and there's all kinds. Listen, it had just expired in October at twenty three. I'm like, I'm eating that, you know. So anyway. There was like, uh, oh, I don't know, 25 cans of guavas and things, you know, Mexican food kind of stuff that you would find over in Mexico and not so much here. And I'm looking, I'm going, man, my mouth is, water. can you tell it's it's watering right now? I got to get one of those cans open. I was so proud of myself that this, uh, the, one of the Mexican guys from the store comes over and he goes, hey, get out of there. What are you doing? And then he sees it's <laughs> me and he goes, what are you doing over here? And I'm like. I'm getting, this is good food in here. He goes, no, no, that's bad, that's bad. I go, sell by. It doesn't mean you can't eat it by that date. It's sell by. (laughs) Anyway, I filled the back of my truck up and my kids laughed at me, but this is what I do I make something out of it, and then the kids come over to visit two or three weeks later and they eat it without even knowing. See? That's my game. Why <laughs> you have
6: gastrointestinal distress? I do right? not. I have a little touch. That ain't
1: right. A little bit of constipation <laughs> is not. It's not from the stuff I dug out of the dumpster yet. I'm sorry, it's I'm that, that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. All right, it's a car show, but you know what? It's like the first show, live show, kind of a thing we've done for the whole brand new year. So we can get away with this stuff, okay? Knock it, knock it off. Leave me alone. The network's yelling. We'll be right back Stay with us and we'll talk cars.
0: So I'm about to swell me again to put some action my life. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law.
3: Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day, there are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
1: Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America. It's the canned food drive. Dumpster Dive Al here. BJ Colleen joining us. (laughs) I sent her a picture of the dumpster that I got in. There was some good stuff in there, huh?
6: You're, you're, you are never cease to amaze me. It's, you know, it's I, what swear. I think I've heard it all.
1: I got to tell you, though, it was funny because we do have a food truck in the parking lot. And the guy comes over shaking his head before I will go on to the to the news for the auto industry. but He's shaking his head. He goes, what are you doing here? And I go, what do you mean? I'm, I'm trying to get rid of some junk. But look what they threw this stuff away. What do you think? He walked away with four cans.
4: You know,
6: <laughs> What do you think?
1: We're not idiots, you know. Anyway, yeah, I hate he's waste. A I really food
6: truck. He can't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, but, but he
1: can. took it home. He goes, yeah, my kids will <laughs> oh, <okay>. love this. <laughs> okay. All right, what exactly. kind of news you got in the auto industry here all right. for 2024? Well,
6: it's a new year, yep. so let's talk about money Okay. because it's always entertaining to me to see how the EV manufacturers are doing in the stock market. Mm. And just to give you an idea, all right, we're going to play a little guessing game here. All right, Alan? Mm. So. Faraday Futures. Remember that company? I it's- already
1: talked about this. <laughs> you talked about the stock price? Well, I don't know what the stock price... Well, wait a minute. So I read and I heard him, And so you've got the story. I think it was like just a meme or something that they got a letter saying, if you don't get your your price of your stock back up to a dollar, it was down to like, what, 26 cents or something?
6: <laughs> yeah close uh-huh okay yeah that they're gonna, they're gonna take them off the stock exchange Ye- yes
1: right? and i was like oh my gosh yeah so yeah i mentioned that but i didn't i didn't have the story with me
6: well Faraday futures you know they've been trying to make an electric vehicle since time began right and you know right. they had a plant in northern california and then they disbanded it and then they went to i mean in, in northern nevada then they disbanded it. it's just been a, a joke since it's kind of like the Chevy SSR of the electric vehicle world where they've been promising it <laughs> for six years and it finally showed up. And yeah. at that point, nobody cared anymore, right? right so, right, right. Faraday right. Futures, their stock price in 2020 was $1,476 a share. What today it's 18 cents. Oh, it even went down <laughs> further. Oh my gosh, 18 cents. So, just let you know that oh. who's ever been running that. That dog and pony show is probably on their way out right now oh if they haven't fired the CEO. Gosh, already.
1: that is so, so a good one. sad. Right, right. Yeah, Go ahead.
6: Vinfast, remember Vinfast, the Vietnamese manufacturer, yes, right? Right. Their right. stock opened at 82 when they went public $82.35. Take a guess what it is today.
1: Well, <laughs> I don't know, $10.
6: It's $6.96. All right. Oh my today, uh,
1: gosh. That's so Fisker, bad.
6: Fisker, we know Fisker, right? Yeah, I know
1: Henrik. Fisker, yes. Right? Yep.
6: His stock started at $23. It's now today at forty nine. Oh, okay? that's so the sad. Share. I feel bad. So, yeah, yeah. Lucid Lucid started at $51.72. Today, they're $4.07. All right, oh so God. you for, got to feel for, for people that put their money in EV stock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. It is not pretty.
1: Do you know why? You know? Because they all looked at Tesla and went, damn it, I should have bought Tesla stock.
6: Yeah, well, man. let's look at Tesla. Funny you mentioned that. Tesla's high was $335 a share. This morning, it was $219 a share.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, So it's... if they
6: really believe in Tesla, go ahead and do it. But, you know, their competition is heating up, too. And now Rivian didn't meet their mark for the fourth quarter and their shares are down nearly 10%. So it's just, if you thought that you were going to make a killing in stocks for the electric vehicle market, you're probably a homeless person right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, we can laugh, but I know people that have, yikes, that have invested in these companies. And I remember, you know, of course, Dick Messer, which I should get him on the show. I haven't even talked to him in a couple of months. I should call him. We, We should just call him. But anyway, he was, uh, he. It's, it's something about Ford Motor Company stock. And he says to me one day, you know, I think I'm going to buy some more Ford stock. And I'm like, really? I go, why? He goes, well, it's, it's like $4 or something a share. And he goes, I have like $12. He goes, I'm trying to even it out. <laughs> so the problem is, that, you know, you can keep buying, trying to, you know, reduce your overall cost right into the, the grave. You know what I mean? So I but mean Ford Ford and
6: GM are established. right? Know? So Ford so is... up no and yeah, down. Right. I bought Ford at nine and it's like at eleven now, but it was a high of twenty something. So yeah, yeah. as long as you're in it for the long term. But if you dumped all your money in Vinfast or Fair Day, unless you got out right after you did it, you're dead in the water. So uh, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, you yeah. have to really consider what you're doing when you enter the stock market with vehicles well, and things like
1: that. Here, to your point, why would Ford be so low it's it's such an established company it's such a good company we know the leadership good people and you know what i like the fact that uh, jim farley who's is a friend of ours we've we talked to him for 20 years plus he's, yeah. he's like looking at the whole electric thing now going you know what we're going to slow down a little bit on this we're just going to take our time but that you know that stock of 335 for tesla down to 219 what did you say that ford was like 11 or something. it's
6: about a little over 11 yeah but i bought it at nine so i'm in the help <laughs> help <laughs> oh
1: my gosh all right don't go anywhere we'll take a little break uh that's kind of sad 18 dollars for uh which one was that no, 18 oh, cents! Perfect. 18 cents! Oh, never 18 mind. 18 cents, Fair A.P.T. Uh, gotta take a laugh break. We'll be right back.
4: And <laughs> open up the doors.
0: Watch this. Hoo, 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 hoo. Oh, this sh- is hoo. The Drive
1: with <laughs> Alan Taylor. Shh, you're not supposed to talk over that guy.
5: Good sunshine. Lord.
1: He's That's the big voice guy. He's going to punch me. You make me. me laugh. You make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> BJ Colleen is here. She's now got, uh, since we did the stock market update on the auto industry, we'll move on to um, a test drive review because we don't do many test drive reviews anymore because there's hardly any cars to review bj is one of the lucky ones lexus rx 350 of which i happen to like these machines is it a hybrid or what do you got there
6: this one is the f sport all-wheel drive it's the gas not the hybrid they do have you know they've got it's hard to believe but there are 11 different trim options for the rx 350 it's just crazy they they got a 450 hybrid a 550 they got a plug-in hybrid and Prices go from fifty to seventy thousand dollars. Cars are not cheap anymore. No, I'm telling you, I know. it's
1: crazy. I'm glad as I'm getting model, old.
6: <laughs> yeah, yes, both that, both of them. The price that we got was fifty-six-six as tested, sixty-three thousand dollars and change. So yeah, there's a lot of options on here. Like for example, the premium triple beam LED headlamps were fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, it's a headlamp, okay? I don't know. And then. Um, The Lexus interface with a 14-inch touchscreen, that was another $1,100. It just, cars are so expensive nowadays, it's just ridiculous. But you get a Lexus, it's a luxury vehicle. This was a gas model. You know, the RX350 has been around for 25 years, if you can believe it or not. I know you and I remember when the first one came out. I know. Crazy. But it's a very popular model for them. They consistently sell over 100,000 units a year. But for 2023, which is the model I have, it was completely redesigned. Only thing they really did to the exterior is made it a little bit wider. The track is a little bit wider overall, but they have a new multi-link rear suspension, which is nice, you know, improves it overall. The F Sport model is interesting. I love that they call it Sport, and you know this, Alan. It's really an appearance package. It's not really there's nothing they really do to this to make it a sport model. So I don't know who coined it F-sport, but it's kind of weird. But <laughs> uh, 2.5 liter inline four turbo. 275 horsepower, 317 foot-pounds of torque. So it was pretty adequate driving it around. 8-speed automatic transmission, which I still like. I'm a fan of the old transmissions, not the continuously variable ones.
0: Yeah.
6: Good fuel economy for a vehicle that size: 24 in the city, 28 on the highway. We got about 22 because you know we're lead footers. We we <laughs> but it's it's either all the way on or wide open throttle. Mm-hmm. Right? We, have in between. The exterior lines again, very angular which is in keeping with Lexus image, they have that big spindle grille, and they have 21 inch black wheels, and I love the black wheels, I think it, it looks really good on the vehicle. Inside, the vehicle looked nice, Lexus is really good about making quality things, but some of the pieces, I gotta admit, felt a little cheap. The quality air registers, you know, when you slide them around to get the, it kind of felt a little chintzy. I wasn't really impressed with that. Oh. Tons hmm. of interior space, the ride quality is very good. It's not a sporty car, it's not a BMW, but you know, they tend to appeal to a little bit older buyers. They're kind of like taking over Lincoln's position, going to the older buyers, but it's very comfortable on long drives. I drove around for a couple hours on a you know, long, about a 200 mile loop, and it was very comfortable. The problem with this one, and I hope it's not with all of them, is this one had so many electrical gremlins, I was tearing my hair out. CarPlay would connect, and then I'd get in, it wouldn't connect, and it would disconnect. Oh. The drive modes, it wouldn't stay in the right drive mode, it was jumping in and out of the drive modes. Is this
1: why you went into the wig shop when I was with you last time? Because? You are pulling your hair out.
6: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That just comes with getting older. You know, so. White and no hair, right? So. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's weird because, I mean, it's like there was a ghost in the machine. I set the radio stations, but they would change on me and not go back to where oh, I set God. them. And, you know, it's kind of bizarre. But J.D. Power says electrical problems across the board are really what brings everybody's scores down. So until mm-hmm. they can really get this dialed in. Nobody's going to be very happy with all this, you know so that, the customer satisfaction uh, is going to suffer. You yeah,
1: know? I, I read a story. Uh, it was a short story kind of a thing because it's typical of social media that these gremlins that we're experiencing like this are chip problems that will continue for years. Because remember during the COVID thing, they had the chip shortages and all the pandemic stuff caused all kinds of a ripple effect through the auto industry. But it was a lot of these kinds of things that got affected by it and um, who knows they had to probably source them from somewhere else and you know now here comes the uh the after effect of of having uh, bad sourcing you might say because everybody got affected and they're just it's trying to build cars yeah, it,
6: yeah i didn't hear that that's interesting yeah that's just, interesting. just
1: yesterday i read that
6: so a couple of the features they had a, a digital camera in the rearview mirror which you could turn on and off which is it's kind of cool because you see the rearview image of the road behind you but when you as i've said this before when you wear glasses it's hard to focus and unfocus back from that to the regular road. So oh. it's cool, but I don't think I would ever use it. Again, you're getting nickel and dimed to death for digital key. You've got to do the Rope Connect network, the 4G. I just want to buy a car. I hate paying for extras. I know. Cause you can't I know. you can't bargain with them. I have Sirius XM. I call them up every year and go, I'm not going to pay that, so they give me a deal on it. can <laughs>
1: exactly. do that.
6: You want know? like, yeah, you know okay. to you know pay 25 a month? I'll give it to you for seven. Yeah, so, right. You, know? you
1: shouldn't have to dicker around with people though like that. You know what I mean? I, I know. Mean, Give me the I best know. deal. Some of the companies that are doing this are very smart. They're just like, it's a good deal. It's a kind of a no brainer, and you take yeah. it. But they try and gouge at you. I know. Um, I, I, how, I so it. BJ, give me. Uh, you got about 10 seconds left here. Give me thumbs up on this. Did you love it?
6: Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. If they got the gremlins figured out, I'd love it a lot more. Yeah. Let's put that.
1: One. Okay. Uh, Lexus RX 350 F sport badge engineering. I guess you call that when it's just a, you know, kind of a sporty package. I, I don't care for that either. I like if it's got, uh, their sport, uh, moniker on it, it should really be sporty anyway.
6: All right. Um, thank you, BJ. Thanks. I'll see you next week at yes. the uh, Sumer Electronics Show.
1: Consumer no, Electronics Show. All right. Uh, I played this song because who can it be now? Brian Moody. Well, we'll talk to him after this. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll be right back.
4: Stay away. Don't you invade my home. Best off if you hang outside.
3: Attention, business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
1: You're listening to the drive all across America. Happy New Year! That's right. Here it is, 2024 now. By golly. Uh, Brian Moody joining us, executive editor of Auto Trader, and uh, he also works with KBB.com, Kelly Blue Book. He's got a couple of good kind of stories to talk about here. Um, first, from the editors of Auto Trader. Uh, Their favorites for 2023. So uh, look in the rearview mirror. What was the best there? Yeah. And then for yeah. Kelly Blue Book, best resale values. We'll do that next. Let's start with um, well, first of all, Happy New Year to you, doggone it.
5: Happy New Year. I am, listen, I am right now polishing off the last of the turkey, the ham, the pumpkin pie. I knew it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I like these little things in my stocking. These Walker's Shortbread Cookies.
1: Oh, man.
5: (laughs) They barely made it to New Year's.
1: I want to tell you that when I first called you to get you on the show here, you were sipping coffee, and he says to me, Mm. I said, what are you eating? What are you slurping there? Coffee and having pumpkin pie i could smell it on your breath through the microphone
5: (laughs) it's pretty good it's almost Uh, gone if you swing
1: by i get you the last piece all All the way to atlanta let's see what's that 12 hours okay all right so what are the best editors favorites for uh kelly blue book all right this
5: this is auto trader that's right we get it right auto Trader. yeah we looked back at 2023 and said hey the cars that we talked about or or drove or wrote about what were our favorites. And I will give you a list alphabetically by the way. So these aren't ranked. These are just alphabetically. Each person has different, you know, starting with the Cadillac Lyric. We felt like it was an excellent driving car. It's got a great combination of range, power, and price. This is an electric Cadillac. And also it has super cruise. So that's a big selling point. The next one, huge departure from the Cadillac Lyric, which is the BMW M2. Really? Wow. Yes. Interesting. And uh, one of our editors said that they actually put their kids in the back seat for a longish drive over the holidays, and the four- and six-year-old fit with room to spare. Now, if cars could be powered by seat-kicking, Boy, that would really be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. Everybody with a toddler would be driving for free. Right, right. So the the
1: Cadillac Lyric, I guess, hard to come by right now. And I think anything electric yeah. is kind of having its issues at the moment. But it must yeah. be. Uh, listen, nobody's questioning whether these machines that are being made by these automakers aren't just awesome in their own way. But then there's yeah. certain things that you have to kind of you know be mindful of when you're Buying something as new as something like this, this Lyric thing. But I've heard also from others that it was just awesome. But one of my friends tried to buy one and he he couldn't, couldn't find one. And they didn't know when they were going to be able to deliver it. If they could find one, they're like, well, we don't know, but you you give us a deposit. Sure, we'll take a deposit.
5: So interesting. But electric cars, here's the thing with electric cars. Electric cars as a thing, like as an object or as an automobile, they're great. It's not the car that's the issue. Right. It's the charging structure. And here's what I hear sometimes, and you tell me if you agree. You know, say you're going on a road trip and you stop off for gas and you have an electric car, so of course it's not gonna be gas, it's gonna be electricity. And it's gonna take you it will only take you an extra forty minutes to fuel up if you have fast charging. Right. Every parent out there right now that's listening to this, moms Fringes. and dads that has toddlers. Yeah, they're cringing. Yeah, forty minutes with a toddler? Are you serious? Right. Come on now. That's Let's like, be serious. That's, but as a car, as that, a car, they're they very good.
1: That's the Chinese water torture you might say for parents.
5: <laughs> <laughs> drip, where are we gonna go? Drip, where are we gonna drip, go? Drip, drip. <laughs> right. <laughs> My iPad's got sticky all over it. Well, that's your own
1: fault, kid. <laughs> all right. So, Cadillac Lyric, BMW M2. What else?
0: Yep.
5: Toyota Prius. One of our editors actually picked the Prius based on how nice it looks. It's 200 horsepower. It's more efficient. So fuel economy is up to 57 miles per gallon, depending on who you are and how you drive. Probably you're going to get closer to 60. You might get less, but you can get close to 60. So so hold on.
1: Brian Moody here uh, from autotrader.com, and he's given us the Autotrader's Editor's Best Picks for 2023. Yes, sir. What an interesting group of cars already.
5: But but go ahead, keep going. Well, that's eclectic, right? Yeah. The, each, right. You ask each person, each person, and this next one, another complete departure from the ones we've already talked about. The 2023 McLaren Artura. <laughs> okay. Of course. Uh. Um, Hey, do you think a $289,000 exotic car is going to be a good car? Boy, <laughs> it better be. i got to tell you, uh, it better be. Yeah, but on the back roads, it's fun. As an exotic, it's one of the more useful cars in everyday life. I think the McLaren is excellent looking, great colors, uh, nice interior, that kind of stuff. Mm. And then, uh, maybe not such a departure, but something similar, the 2024 Chevrolet Corvette E-Ray. Mm. So that's the one with a hybrid system right. paired with all-wheel drive, 0 to 60 time of 2.5 seconds.
0: Oh, my God!
5: And that means it's uh, Z06-like acceleration. I think it's actually quicker than a Z06. Yeah. That's because it combines a 495-horsepower 6.2-liter um, V8 with a 160-horsepower electric motor, but it's also heavy Thirty-seven hundred pounds, but it's quick. I mean, so, that's so why it's on the list. F-
1: for those who don't understand that, what he just said, it's a hybrid sports car on steroids. Really?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, that I would like to uh, uh, refer yeah. Yeah. to the term. This is the, all of the non-car people use this term. They say Alan, it's very zippy. Yeah, right. It's my wife. She does that all the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, so zippy! That is crazy fast. Uh, yep. And then, so another departure from there. That was our um, one of our editors, Allison, she does a great job now, the next car, the Kia e v six you could argue not supercar territory, nothing special about it, except it is an electric Kia that looks like a car from the future. Too many cars you see on the road that are electric look just like a normal gas powered car, but they stuck a motor in there mm-hmm. and they took out the engine, especially the EV6 GT, which has 576 horsepower, by the way. Jeez. But this is just the normal Kia EV6. Nice brisk acceleration, very roomy interior, a pretty big car overall, actually. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Hmm. How many? How many are your your top picks? What is it? Ten? Because we got one, two,
5: three. Uh, four, we four got six. there's nine, I think. Give me the last three We've in got two a minutes. More. All right, here we go. Porsche 911 Carrera T. That's the touring, the lightened one, no back seat. You know, there's a package you can get with. Uh, I think the manual transmission has nice. a real manual transmission. That's a great car. Nice. The flat six, amazing. Yeah. Chevrolet Trax. Someone picked the Chevrolet Trax. Really? Um. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what to. Yeah, everybody's
1: different. You know everybody's what? Everybody's different. They know. They know what their limits are, and they're okay with the. You know, with that. That, that that's good actually. That's. Know. You know what? I what, know. Like you said, a very eclectic List of machines from $289,000 McLaren to a car you can't even get the Cadillac Lyric. I mean, I I guess you could could find one somewhere. But to the tracks, holy, holy macaroni. All right, uh, we got to take a uh, pumpkin pie break, um, refill the coffee, and be right back with more. Next, we're going to talk about the uh, Kelly Blue Book best resale value. Uh, Stay with us. It's the drive. Stay with us. You wouldn't even talk to This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, featuring the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. Equipped with 9.2 inches of ground clearance, all-terrain capability, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and a design that's bold and protective at the same time, the Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com Wilderness. you're listening to The Drive all across America thanks to our friends at Subaru um gosh love that's what it is right there love that's what makes a Subaru a Subaru it's love you know that don't you Brian yeah I do Brian Moody joining They're us better than the
5: <laughs> those cars those Subaru cars there's a couple other cars like that they have they have this I don't, I don't know how to describe it. it you look at the car you read the specs you see how it's built and it looks like Ah, Okay, it's a car, but there's something about the way that it's put together about the engineering. It feels more terrific than you would guess from just totaling up the value of the parts and everything. There's a, there's a certain, I might even, I might even use some French. I might even say there is a, je ne sais quoi. Uh, faire. <laughs> That warfare is everywhere. I, I, right.
1: Well, you know what's funny is they've been a long-time sponsor, and so I I just shut up when you want to say something nice about my sponsors. Because if I do, everybody, like, oh, you're sponsored by them. Well, it's true, but I'm very picky about my sponsors. You know, I, I, I only have good sponsors. I don't have a, a thing. I, just because they want to pay money doesn't mean they can get on the show. And we're very proud to have Subaru for a good long time. It's been a, a decade or more. Okay, so you work. You're the executive editor of Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book, or, or what's your? How does that work? I know. Well, they're under the same company, but uh, which is yes, Cox Communications, right? Okay, so best resale value from kelly blue book this time the other one the uh editor's favorites for 2023 is autotrader.com and now we switch over to slash
5: oversteer Ah, do that for ah. the other one autotrader.com slash oversteer that's where our enthusiast content gotcha gotcha
1: okay so now we go over to kbb.com kelly blue book go for it
5: yes you're up yes so these are cars from 2023 that have the highest five-year resale value meaning that they retain the most of their value over time. Number one is the Toyota Tundra. Okay. After five years, it retains 73.3% of its overall value. Can you believe that? Wow. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. And
5: then the next one, the next car down is a Toyota also, and that's the Toyota Tacoma, and that retains 66% of its overall value. And that's actually tied for number second with the Tesla Model X. Both of those cars retain 66% of their overall value from new, over a five-year period so the model x is um, the
1: uh that's the suv kind of a vehicle yeah
5: the goal wing one yeah model x we wow. the goal on the back you right. know what i'm talking right. about yeah yeah
1: bizarre yeah
5: um uh, the next on our list is the uh ford bronco the 2023 ford bronco that really? retains 65.4 percent of its overall value okay bronco that's impressive uh, next after that is the chevrolet corvette 65.3 so that's basically i mean they're very similar the bronco and the chevy corvette Number six, another Toyota, the Forerunner, 64.4% of its overall value after five years. It's still worth that. Wow. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, right. I know. Honda Civic is next. That retains 62.5% of its value over a five-year period. Wow. And then uh, the thing I like about this list is that there's actually a handful of domestics. It's not just a bunch of import cars or import brands, shall we say. There's Toyota, of course, but there's also Tesla, Ford, Chevrolet, and uh, the Honda Civic. And then number eight, the Ford Maverick, that small pickup, 61%. Wow. 61.7% of its overall value after five years means that it's basically worth, you only lost less than 40% of the value over a five-year period. That's pretty good. Are they even uh, five years
1: old yet? Have they been making them that long now?
5: No, but this is the this is predicted based gotcha, on gotcha, gotcha. the first one that was sold and like how it's going now. So gotcha. that's what we're saying is like if you have this car new by the time it it is 5 years old. Well, I knew. Know, these are 2023 model year cars.
1: I knew that this intelligence didn't come from you because it's artificial intelligence. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, next one on the list is actually a Subaru, the Subaru Crosstrek, and that's tied for number 9, so you know The ninth and 10th place are basically a tie. The 2023 Subaru Crosstrek retains 61% of its overall value after five years. And that's the same as the car that's just below it, which is the Jeep Wrangler. So the Jeep Wrangler and the Subaru Crosstrek both retain 61% of their overall value. So if you go to sell it in five years, it's still worth more than 60% of what you paid. But like I said, this this is a very diverse list, right? There's imports, of course. There's Toyota, there's Honda, and there's lots of Toyotas, there's Subaru. But there's also Jeep, Chevrolet, Ford, and Tesla, domestic brands. I love when there's a list of things like that that just show quality in new cars today is not relegated to just one country of origin or one brand. They're all good. You gotta go find the one that works best for you.
1: Well done, well done. I am uh, quite amazed at how many Toyotas made that list and how far up. I mean, I guess maybe I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I thought, believe it or not, I thought the Wrangler would have been farther up the list because it has such good resale. Very surprised the Corvette has holds 64% of its value, but but I guess not. they're they're pretty cool. Um, lots Boomer's of good opportunities. Money. That's right. All right. You can find Let me all see this. if I can
5: go find the rest of that chocolate pie now. Oh, so I'm to go find nice. that
1: chocolate pie. You can find all this at kbb.com. That is the best resale value of vehicles over the next five years. We'll take a break, and there's more Brian Moody after his chocolate pie. No,
4: that ain't working. That's the way you do it. Let me tell you, man. Yeah.
3: Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at UltimatesalesMachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at UltimatesalesMachine.com forward slash book.
0: Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor.
1: Well, thanks to Dodge for sponsoring our show. Domestic, not domesticated. My demon should be in any moment. Carl and I talk about it all the time. We're waiting.
0: We're waiting.
1: Anyway, uh, Brian Brian Moody's here. Uh, as you can tell, I did not buy an electric vehicle. I... But no. the most bodacious gasoline-powered thing that the world has ever seen, I guess, uh, with a warranty, that is, anyway. So, uh, electric vehicles, you know, I, speaking, you and I and Carl Brower, who was on an Hour One, we've all been friends for a long time. You know, we were talking with with him about some of the, um, the hiccups, you might say, of the automakers, yeah. the, the ones that are trying to yeah. keep up with Tesla, who has done, you know, really a, a pretty good job of creating a huge chunk of the market share with electric vehicles. But all of a sudden, there's a lot more options for people. But there's hiccups with some of these options. So anyway, I thought you might want to comment on that.
5: Well, the hiccups are that I think the process is being rushed. And um, when it comes to electric cars, 2024 is going to be the year of more. More models, Mm. but also more discounting and more incentives Mm. and more advertising. I thought, that's what I said, yes. That's exactly what's gonna happen. The prices are gonna come down. I wouldn't be surprised if some automakers will start with offering free chargers for free home chargers. Mm. Some already do that or they have an allowance for that. The market for electric vehicles is gonna slow. It's still going to grow, but it's just not going to grow as rapidly as it was before. And part of the hiccup with automakers is that they, they guessed wrong, they predicted wrong. And I think the issue is not the cars themselves, because the cars themselves are often quite good. but when you lead a consumer product and its sales strategy and its marketing and its you know desirability, when you lead that with ideology and not just building the best thing, you start to get in trouble. You start to get in trouble. Just think about this, for example. Fiat as a brand in the US. I've had many fiats. I like the 500. I like. The sports car, the one twenty four, I had an old Fiat Spider. But when they came to the US, they said, Oh, we're gonna trade on our unique Italian heritage and luxury. Well, that's an ideology. That's not just building the best, and that's Mm -hmm. what electric cars are like. Well, it's the right thing to do. You know what? There's no secret how to sell stuff in this country. Make it the best. That's it. Make it the best. Make it quicker, less expensive, more reliable, more compelling with better features at a lower price. There's no secret when you can't do that. That used to be called no business case today. I think it's called being mean. Yeah. Well, so, you
1: know what? I hate to say it, but, and I'll say it like this. People can fill in the blanks. You cannot BS the customers with a good yeah. slogan or something because, and I yeah. said it to Carl too, and I'll say it to you when you lose consumer confidence game over. huh. And some of these right. electric now, cars have done that.
5: That doesn't mean that no one's buying electric cars because in 2023. For the first time, we saw 1 million new electric cars sold, accounting for around 10% of overall sales. So clearly, there is a market for electric vehicles. Right. It's just not as big as automakers had planned. And I think they kind of knew. Yeah. You could read, go back and read the press releases. Our intention is we're planning to, uh huh. Alan, if I borrowed $5,000 from you, and then you said, you said, hey, hey, what about my money? And I said, listen, you know what, buddy? I am planning to pay you back on that. You'd be like, what the plan? No, I want you to pay me back. I don't want you to plan to pay me back. But go back and look at some of those statements. EVs are here to stay. They're often quite good. But the issue is it being forced when many consumers have said, we did a survey at Kelly Blue Book, 2,000 people. Of those 2,000 people? 63% or more said a hybrid was better for them.
1: Yes, exactly. And I'm seeing some mean, mean comments about the leadership of the automakers that have leaned hard into the electric car. Like, uh, does that person even deserve to be the president of the car
5: company? You know, it's like, <laughs> woo! Ooh, well, one of the things that I think companies make the mistake of, like look at Kia, for example. They have several electric cars. They have like the Nero, the EV6, the EV9. But look at what they did. They named them something all new. Right. Right? Well, yeah. look at what Chevrolet did. Hey, let's take a beloved vehicle from the past. Don't the say Blazer, the Don't say, oh, you said it. Oh. And completely change what <laughs> oh, it's about. Oh, I just sold my Blazer too. Oh, bro! Well, those old Blazers are awesome. I you know. Can you see what I mean, though, right? Yeah. Like, right. imagine if you came out with like a, a all new electric car, and you're like, you know what we could call it? We could call it uh, the 124s. No, let's call whatever. it a Monte it says, Carlo. <laughs> right? Let's call it. Let's call it a Camaro. SS. Oh, oh, Wait, what? we're no. running out of time. No, Holy no, bro! G-
1: okay, you can find all the information that we've been talking about. Uh, at autotrader.com or kbb.com. Brian Moody, executive editor. Brother, thank you. Happy New Year to you. Yep. Okay, man. Thank you. You uh, too. That's about yep. it for me. I'm going to go get coffee and apple pie. Uh, maybe some chocolate. Pie. I don't know. Maybe pumpkin pie sounds good. like a so
6: never go.